Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, blogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV, including special feature segments, vlogs such as 5 Minutes with a G, The Straight Shooting View, Coaching with JBK, Audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify, Mixcloud and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and our official website www.pitch-talk.com The pitch is where we eat The pitch is where we sleep And the pitch is where we talk Welcome to Coaching with JBK Welcome, welcome, it's your host JBK and here is another vlog coming your way from coaching with jbk just don't forget that we also have our vlogs and also blogs everything from pitch talk on various different platforms and you can see uh you can hear and you can see myself coaching with jbk also lja and also the g-man and you'll find us all on apple You'll find us on Player FM. You'll find us on Verbal as one of our new places to go in terms of podcasts, downloads, playlists, everything that you're looking for. Podomatic, YouTube, you name it, we're there. Twitter, we're all there. Okay, so got through that, but that's not where where I really want this conversation to go. Yes, I'm still promoting us and I'm promoting us because... It is a perfect time to promote Pitch Talk. Why? Because the Olympics are on. So, I'm happy for the Olympics because Team GB had a women's team out. um, And they did well for the rounds that they played in um, for the first round. They had a game, they had their first game against Chile. Won that. Beat uh, the host Japan. And then also went and drew with Canada. They also had a good time working together as as a group and as a team. And it really helped Team GB to actually go, okay, well, we now know where we're going. We now know what we're doing. We hope to to end with a medal. We brought in a selective group of players that were really going to step up. And hopefully this would work. Here's the problem, though. Team GB have not qualified for the Olympics. They've pretty much given a berth to play in it. And that's concerning. And there's a reason for that. So every nation, bar the host, Japan, have all had to qualify. So they know what it takes to be prepared for the Olympics. Now, I believe that this this hinders the Team GB. Why? Because, yes, I understand that Team GB has a range of nations going together where you're talking about Wales, you're talking about Scotland, you're talking about Northern Ireland, talk about England, and a majority of the players are from England, with the exception of a few. The issue that I find with this is not everybody knows what way they're playing nationally. Not for their, their team's in the WSL or the championship or anything like that, 
or even in, in the US, as some of the English um, talent have, have gone and done. But I feel like we're now looking at teams who... We're now looking at players who are just being put together. They've got to be prepared within two to three weeks. And they've just got time just to kind of work things, work things around. Now, don't forget, this whole Olympics was held back a year for COVID. That's the first thing. The second thing... Before, they, before anybody got onto the plane, they had to take a minimum of two COVID tests before they would leave. And that's that's also been played into the way that everybody wanted to um, move forward with, with preparations, with knowing that they've got to get onto the plane, with people either being in the squad or being pulled out last minute, with having five extra players being put into the team so the squad is naturally um, a number of 18 but now it's been pulled into 23 just simply because of COVID reasons or even 22 I believe um, and then you're, you're kind of going okay well why has this happened so again they've not had to qualify they've been put together and a lot of the players are from majority England so the question would be if England, if Team GB are actually going to put together a football team, shouldn't this be in the pipeline four years from from the start? Now I don't know when they got the dispensation about having a te- um, a women's or, or men's team for this Olympics, but it feels like nothing was prepared going forward. I do understand that Phil Neville was meant to be the the Team GB coach, who then decided that he would rather go to into Miami and play for and, and coach his old his old teammates new first team and I get that but at the same time it just seems like the plans were only there in motion when he was around and anything that came after that was reactive I'm not disparaging what what happens what I'm saying is could GB team GB have been better prepared for something on a magnitude that you can actually go and be known as an Olympic champion for the next four years. Just like the World Cup, just like the European Championships, just like the Gold Cup, which is still happening, ironically. Well done to the US for getting to the, fi- um, to the final and Canada and Mexico, by the way, beating uh, Qatar and, ironically, Qatar and, if I remember correctly, Canada. So, respectively, they're now in the final, and I think that final is on Sunday, I believe. Copa America, again, Argentina, another team that had to had to qualify. All of these teams have had to qualify to get to the Olympic um, the Olympic um, finals. Yes, their games were played before the opening ceremony. Remember, most of the first games for every team, for every nation that were playing football were all played before the opening ceremony. Then we start to ask the questions of, are you actually prepared? What is it that you've got to work towards? Where is it that you've got to work to, uh, go from? And did they have the opportunity to qualify? Well, no. They were put together and they just said, well, you've got to qualify to be in the, um, you've got to basically just go in. Most teams had to qualify to get there. 
and the team that beat Team GB today in the quarterfinals, Australia, qualified. So the question goes back to, what is it that makes up a criteria of a tournament to go and win it? Is it to qualify for it or is it just kind of will shoehorn you in so that you can make up the numbers? So it's a question that um, I, would, I would leave open, but there are notable, on the back of that, there are notable, notable and very notable and very well done performances throughout. Ellen White got a hat-trick today in Australia and Team GB's last game, effectively. Well done. Uh, we also had Lucy Bronze in there, uh, Nikita Paris coming off of the bench. Had Frank Kirby going through. We also had Caroline Weir, Kim Little, Steph Houghton. So many big names that were actually putting in a performance of a lifetime just to show what they can do in tournament football. Unfortunately, a lot of them have faced heartache before and it's happened again, but they'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. There's quite a few of them that will do. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot more that, that can be said for... For Jill Scott, in terms of her performance, her performance was amazing, outstanding. Um, you go through the team, Sophie Ingle, um, Millie Bright, all of these players have had a, a, a top, I would say, an impressive showing. Ellie Roebuck, all, all of these have had a, an impressive showing and they've been, in, in, been involved. Georgia Stanway getting her chance. So many different ones getting their chances um, and they're just young. The younger ones are getting their chances and they're, start, they're starting to come through. Where you know next next season, if they play out of their skin, year or two, um, 2022, we could see a completely different England side. Those who have been at the squad, great. But those who are ready to take the squad on, take it to the next level. Try and get those wins. Try and be the, the team that everybody wants to be. Try and get those... Um, those sudden goals that everybody goes, wow. And the WSL is going to be full of it this season coming. The WSL is going to be full of it. So I would say, and I'm recommending that you get down to a match at least, regardless of whether you're in Manchester, whether you're in, um, in Liverpool for Everton, whether you're down in London for Chelsea, Spurs and Arsenal. Go and get a match. Go and watch it in Crawley for Brighton. Um, Aston Villa, Leicester. Birmingham City, go and watch a match as much as possible because it's going to be worth it. I guarantee you're going to see something from this time, this side of uh, this side of the game, that mostly we haven't seen from from women's football, which ironically was banned for fifty years in England. So that's another another thing that you've got to take into consideration. And on top of this, and the best part about this, and this is really where it's going to get good. Some of the teams that are bringing in players are of a standard where they're playing international football already. And one of them was the winning, uh, was the player that won the game for Australia today. And she's already played her season already. Sam Kerr. Aussie, as, as always. She did it. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Anyway, putting that to the side, she's she done what she did. She managed to get the winning goal, superb header, in off the crossbar. And it was one of those where you're just like, wow, where did that go? 
and it's and it's in the back of the net essentially and she is as epitomized by her manager Emma Hayes at Chelsea world class phenomenal i went to watch her in the women's uh, the women's world cup a couple of um couple of years back where she played against Jamaica one of my founding teams founding nations and i felt she didn't necessarily get much out of the game besides the four goals that she scored and ironically the game ended 4-1 so i'm like wow that's a what that's a sign of a world class player you don't necessarily have to be around that long just to or a world class striker I'd, I'd say don't have to necessarily be around on the ball that much but your contribution says it all contribution just says it all and that's that's who she is um so well done to Sam Kerr she goes on to a semi-final and let's see what happens. And I think, listen, the women's game, the men's game, it will start to, it will start to see who's, who's good, even at the under-23s age um, category, for those that are coming through the ranks, because that's necessarily, uh, that's where the, the rules naturally go um, for, the, um, for the men's side, where the under-23s are more, more allowed, whereas the older lot, uh, the women's game, it's open. It's open play. So naturally, would Sam Kerr have been in the team if the rules were the same for the men's as the, as well as the women's? I don't know. But the fact that she is, the fact that Vivian Maidim is in, in there um, for the Netherlands, the fact that we've seen some good performances from different squads, even Formiga for Brazil, means that we've we've really got something to work towards as a WSL or just as a women's, uh, just with the women's game. Um, and I hope, and I hope this continues, not just for the women's game, but also for, also for just women football, just football in general. So I'm signing off. This is my vlog. Yours truly, Coach from JBK. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe. Keep strong. Focus on that mentality. Keep going. Peace. Join the Pitch Talk revolution. Check out the official Pitch Talk website. www.pitch-talk.com